everybody. How are we doing today? It's a beautiful day. Man, we've had some great days in California the last few weeks. I'm so happy to see people out living life and uh, making the best of their time. I know so many of us feel like we've been trapped inside this, this world that we are now living in. And I'm excited that, uh, that we're starting to breathe. We're starting to get out and uh, enjoy God's beautiful creation. We're starting to uh, ride our dirt bikes more, our quads. We're starting to uh, take walks and hikes. And uh, man, I just pray that our government starts to open back up and the veil is removed from our eyes and so that we can see that, that good things are coming. I know that I am very excited because I'm really happy. I'm really happy that I get to be here with you today, that I, that I get to be able to share God's word with, with my tribe and, and we're able to worship together and just be blessed to be in God's presence. You know, one of the greatest parts of this holy pause is that we, we all have had this opportunity to spend more time with Jesus with Holy Spirit, with, with God the Father. We've, we've been able to spend time in our Bibles and prayer. Uh, we've been able to watch Zoom meetings of world leaders in Christ and, and them sharing their hearts and, and what they feel is going on. And man, it's just been an incredible movement because I believe God's going to use this moment to bring billions of people to Christ. I believe God's going to use this moment, this pause, to change hearts and minds. I was listening to Francis Chan Wednesday night. He's one of my favorite teachers. And, uh, you know, he's, he's speaking to the church in Hong Kong. And he's talking about how, in an instant, God turned off the treadmill of all of our lives. In one second, we, we went from being full bore, headlong into society to, now what? Now what do I do? And he talked about this great opportunity for us to be able to ponder our existence. I love the message. It was powerful. I, I encourage you guys to watch it. Because we were made to worship God. We were made to have time with God. And we live in a world that keeps telling us to go, go, go. Get your kids in every sport. Be involved in every group. Some of us are even so busy serving God that we don't take time to just pray, to read our Bibles. We've gotten so busy doing what we want that we kind of forgot what God wanted. But you know what? It's simple. God loves us enough 
to take what the enemy wanted, what Satan wanted for destruction, and turn it into an opportunity for us to have a holy pause. That in a moment, we could all, as believers, change the culture of the world. That we could begin to spend time with our children. That we could turn off the TV and, and maybe play more board games. That we could go outside and maybe start a garden. That we could pause and spend time with our Creator. And find new and creative ways to share His love with those that don't know Him. But you know what? We have to know. We have to know what we want. And we have to know what God wants. And we have to be able to stop and see how God is speaking to each of us right now. Jeremiah 45, 5 and Man, Jeremiah is a great place to be right now. I encourage anyone that, that's looking. Go read the prophets. I'm not saying we're in end times. I'm not saying anything. But, but when you read these, it puts perspective. This is just a glimpse. It says, Should you then seek great things for yourself? No, do not seek them. Man, I want us to pause and think about that for a moment. Should we seek great things for ourselves? Jeremiah says, no. No, do not seek them. Jeremiah is warning Israel that, that disaster is on them. Because their heart's not on God. It's on what they want. Not what God wants. When we seek God, is it, is it only for us? For our needs alone? Or are we seeking God to do His will and live a victorious life for Jesus? Are we seeking only what, what God has to give us? Or are we seeking after things that, that will fulfill us? Years, we, we've been lied to because the world teaches us to, to do what we want. Think about a song. If it makes you happy, it must be okay. But, but the song goes on and and asks if it makes you happy then why are you so sad you see the things of this world will never satisfy you they will never fulfill you they will always leave you wanting more this next verse is taken out of content so many times Many churches, the name it and claim it group, uh, 
They use this to show that, that God wants to answer all of our prayers. The issue is, where is our heart when we ask? Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I want you to think about that for a moment. And instead of what you want, I want you to humbly ask God what he wants. I want you to have humility. Seeking God's will. Asking because it lines up with God's plans. It lines up with God's desires. That is what is required if we expect God to move in our lives. You see, it's when we have an incredible relationship with Him, with our Heavenly Father, when we walk in fellowship and seek His face, when our prayers are not for greed or self-gratification, but our prayers are actually are meant for God to be victorious, for Satan to be bound, for the lost to be found. When we have a relationship with the great I Am, our heart is no longer on a path of being filled with selfishness. It is filled with the desire for God to move, for the church, the, the ecclesia, to be victorious and go forth and make disciples of all nations. And I know I use that word ecclesia a lot. But it's different. When, when I think of church, I think of God's church. And you know, yesterday I was, I was on the phone with my friend. And we were talking about God's church. We were talking about what God's doing in the world. How God's moving pictures around, how, how God's aligning walls and, 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 and trying to fit churches into his wall. And I'm sitting there watching my fireplace and it, it's got tons of little rocks and bricks and it's, it's all mishmashed, but in a way that it's beautiful. And, I, and I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm seeing God move all these rocks, all these churches to fit into his wall, into his ecclesia into his gathering of believers. And I realize that there's so many churches that just don't want to fit in that role. They, they don't want to bend at all. I don't understand that. If God is moving, and we are listening to God, and we are reading his word, and we're trying to find ways for us all to, to come together and serve the Father in unity. Why would we fight that? I mean, if, if we could all join together to serve the Father in His great will. All those little things that, that separate us should, should fall away because if we're seeking God, if we're truly all seeking his face. That has to be what matters. 
and, and I hope all the dross, all the things that, that aren't part of God's plan, as, as he molds them into that place, I hope that all drops away. I have to believe that the creator of the universe can get rid of all the junk that doesn't matter. That he can put us together in such a way that, that anything that's not of him will fall away. And we'll be happy to be in his presence. We'll be happy to go, oh, that makes sense, God. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. This pause has given me the time to do things that, that maybe I would not normally have time to do. I mean, I listen to so many teachings. I study the word. I, I've developed friendships and even, and even old relationships that have slipped away. I've tried to reach out and restore them. Because God continues to put people on my heart to pray for. But you see, the joy that I have from praying for others, for God's kingdom to be victorious, I'm not seeking God on my own terms. I'm seeking God trying to, trying to make that all fit. Trying to, to make sure that we're all in the patchwork of Jesus. That we all line up. Because ultimately, I want to seek God from a place of awe and wonder. When we pray for what we want, and it does not come to pass, we develop a bitterness. We have a resentment that, that God doesn't answer prayer. And I believe this is being caused from bad teachings. I believe that, that people have started to believe that God's a storefront. I'll take some of those. Oh, and God, can I please have that great career? That'd be awesome. Oh, and I really, really like that beautiful wife. Can I have that? Oh, look at all those children. They're so well-behaved. Yes, please. I will take all of that. Oh, and yes, can I have some riches too? That would be super duper. That's not how prayer works. God is not a store. You can't go and pick and choose what you want for your life. We humbly come before the Father. And the sad thing is that these same teachers, they teach, well, if you just had enough faith, if you had enough faith, God would answer all your prayers. That lie has caused so many people to walk away from the church because they feel God has let them down. God does not answer our prayers because we have faith. God answers prayers because it brings him glory. Matthew 6, 7 through 8 says, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling on like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. Metalogio. It's the Greek for to repeat in vain. It comes from the Greek, the Greek word batos, to stammer, to stutter. I relate to this word because I do stutter. I went to speech therapy for years to not stutter. And a lot of times uh, people go, you don't stutter. Well, it's because I've learned 
if I feel the stutter coming, I don't speak. So what you think are dramatic pauses are really just me taking a moment to calm down and to be able to speak the words, to be able to say what, what I want to say without stuttering, without stammering, to not babble. My kids always knew when I was mad because my tongue flutters when I'm mad and my, my Adam's apple would go up and down and they'd be like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. But yeah, I, I relate to this scripture. I don't want to babble like pagans. God wants us to pause. When we seek him, God wants us to be in a place where we don't stammer. So we get it right. God wants to answer our prayers, but God wants to pour out his love for his children. He wants us whole and seeking his face. But remember that our Father knows what we need. Even though we pray for rocks, he gives us bread instead. I want to see God in prayer in such a way that I'm literally knowing that he is there for me. And that I am seeking his face. That I'm not seeking after what I want, but, but would bring him glory. That he and I are one. And that my desires match up with his desires. That's what this scripture is reminding us. Matthew 7, 7 is reminding us. When we pray, we need to be praying in a way that we're searching out for God. I want to let the things of this world slip away. And just look at what God has in store for me. Because I know it is so much better than anything that I could desire. This is how Jesus prayed for us. For his disciples. For all of us today. Because truly, if you're walking in Christ, you are a disciple. Do not forget that. If we are following Christ, if we are walking in his path, we are disciples. This is John 17, 28 through 23. It says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I, would, I have given them the glory that, that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me, and I have loved them even as you have loved me. Amen. Don't let this moment slip away. Don't let this holy pause slip by. Don't chase after things of this world. 
normalcy, anything that you think matters. Just for a moment, think about what matters to God. Think about how your life could be so different if you were to just allow God to be in control. That you would seek his face. God has allowed this evil to be turned to his glory. Every one of us has the time right now to begin to renew our relationship with the Father. We have this great opportunity to share our faith with the hungry and dying nation, with the hungry and dying world. People are hungry to have hope, to understand faith. Let's align our hearts with God's purpose. Let's do our best as the church, as the ecclesia, to be in unity like we were at the first Pentecost. We have just a few weeks until Pentecost. Pentecost basically starts May 28th and it ends on the 31st of May. Let this year be an amazing time of Pentecost. I pray over the next few weeks that we that we fast, that we pray, that we, we find ways to, to think more about God and less of ourselves. Take communion together. Spend time together as a family. Call and talk to your tribe. I'm blessed. I'm blessed because I get to live life with an amazing tribe. People that love me, that adore me. And I pray that everyone listening that you have a tribe. If you don't, join ours. You're welcome. You're welcome here. We love you. And if there's anything we can do in your lives, reach out. You are not alone. I want you to fit in that mosaic. I want you to be part, part of what God is doing right now to change our world, to save our world. Let the world see the love of Jesus. Let's not waste this holy moment that our Father has given us for his glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now, I just ask for, for your presence, God. For your presence in a way that is amazing, that is overwhelming, that allows us, Lord God, to look to you in strength. I pray, Father God, for the knowledge that you are giving all of us right now to point towards you. That, Father, the things of this world that we had gotten so wrapped up in, Lord God, humble us. Allow us to remember that you are in charge and that, Father God, you have a great and glorious plan if we would just listen and obey. Father God, I pray for my friends that are listening right now that you put your spirit of truth upon them. That, Father God, your Holy Spirit speaks to them in a way that they've never heard before. Lord, use this time to change lives, to change hearts. Gather families together and encourage them, love on them, and allow them to go forth victoriously. Father, we love you. We praise you for all that you do for us. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. You know, we're, we're going to do communion today. So I encourage any of you that are listening.
to go and, and get some elements, basically some red wine or grape juice and some uh, unleavened bread or any kind of bread. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's just a symbol of Christ's blood and his body. And I remember to always read the word of God and take this moment, if you're going to do communion with us, look at yourself. Check where you're at. Check where you are in your walk and your faith with God. And I ask that, that you would examine yourselves today before you take communion. Make sure that you're right with God. If you have anger, then absolutely ask for forgiveness. If you have doubt, ask God to give you faith. In Matthew 26, 26 through 27, it says, While they were eating, Jesus took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, for this is my body. Let's take the bread together. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let's take the cup. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, as we remember, as we remember, Father God, your commandment to, to take communion, to do it as often as we come together. Lord, for today, I pray for all my family, for my tribe, for everyone listening, that if you've done communion with us today, I pray, Father God, that it had meaning. That, Lord God, they, they took the moment to to appreciate your goodness, to appreciate your blood, your body that was sacrificed for us on the cross. Father God, if, if we remember nothing in our lives, let us always remember the cross. Because without the cross, there is no heaven. There is no restoration. There is no resurrection. Father God, to you be the glory. To your cross and the blood of Jesus and its great resurrection and ascension to the Father. We thank you, Father, right now, and we give the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Truly, if we can do anything, reach out. If we can help you in any way, send us a line. Get back to us. Because honestly, we are all in this together. That's the one thing that the media said that actually makes sense. <laughs> Love you. God bless you.